Hello, welcome to the show. I am Henry and I am here with Joaria and Alex. We're going to be talking about the theme of voice. Alex? Voice is being able to have your voice heard by others to change things such as make a point to make things better. Let's have a look at some examples. So some examples of not having your voice heard are being homeless or having a disability and there's many others as well. So why, if you are in this situation, is your voice not heard? Because when you're in situations like this, people just tend to see you as nothing and they just think that you're unable to do things for yourself, which is not the case. So if that isn't getting your voice heard, what is getting your voice heard? Getting your voice heard is like fighting for change and it coming into place. So an example of having your voice heard is those who are in power. So for example, someone who may be prime minister. So the reason we've been talking about voices is because we have three guests who believe their voices are not heard. Our first guest is Dregosh, who is from Czech Republic. And due to his foreign language barrier, he believes his voice is not heard. The second character we have is Bailey, who is neurodivergent and has a number of mental health issues and this is why he believes his voice isn't heard. We also have a third guest, someone who has experienced a hard life and believes they don't get their voice heard. And we'll be interviewing these three people about their life story throughout the show. His name is Bailey. Bailey is 16. His anxiety is like a full school of hectic pushing. His mom say, try harder because if you don't try, you can't know what you will do in the future. Life is like the rush to get spare seats on a holiday train on the way back from the blazing beach. Trying to get a taxi in the apocalypse when it's raining acid. His careers advisor at school says, Do you know your options? Do you have your experience? Do you have problems? Talk to me. You can't succeed if you don't try. Bell feels like his life is a stolen F first car crashing into a long bus. Like a game of chess with a two-year-old. Bailey's brain is like a T-Rex chasing puzzles around the toilet. Life is like a rush to get a spare seat on a holiday train on the way back from the blazing beach. Buffaloes scattering as lions attack. You can't succeed if you don't try. Bailey's mates say, we've got your back. Bailey feels like his life is a stolen and full car crashing into a lamppost. His mum says, equal rights, equally fair, works both ways. Bailey's brain is like a school corridor where his neurons are yelling, shoving people. Trying to get a taxi in the apocalypse when it's raining at Bailey's brain is like trying to get eggs. Someone grabs them first. Life is like the rush to get a spare seat on a holiday train on the way back from the blazing beach. Buffalo scattering as lions attack. You can't succeed if you don't try. What they seem saw is leaving school. They promise to help, but they party and play like and joke like a gang of tornadoes. Billy's brain is like a T-Rex chasing toddlers around the toilet. His mum says, equal rights, equally fair, works both ways. He's an animal in a long habitat. He's not alone in the wrong habitat, a monkey in the ocean, a tiger in sea crab. His name is Bailey. Bailey is 16. Um, we're now going to have a quick interview with Bailey. Uh, he is in year 11 and he is neurodivergent. 
and maybe feels like his voice doesn't get heard. So uh, on the desk we have me, Amos, and also Emily, who are going to be, and we're going to be interviewing Bailey. Okay, so the first question is, how do you deal with the chaos of your brain? Um, I tend to play video games and sort of just talk to my friends online because it just sort of calms me down. Uh, what games do you enjoy playing? Uh, I enjoy playing like shooter games and sort of just like chill games where you just do what you want. Why these games? Do you feel like they? Well, what do you feel like they do when you play these games? Uh, I feel like they just. I enjoy them, and like the creative games, just sort of lets me do what I want and express myself. So, why do you think think that video gaming is a way to? Stop your stress from getting out and going like kaboom. Um, I sort of I play video games because it's something I enjoy and something I feel I'm good at and something I can like use and play with my friends without like having to be with them. Um, what do you do when you feel stressed? So like in a day maybe something's happened and it's made you stressed, like what do you do to try and calm yourself down? Uh, I tend to just like lie down or sit down and listen to music or like watch something. Uh, what music? Uh, uh, there's one song in particular which is Where's My Mind. Why is that one of your top favourites? Uh, because it's sort of just like the song, like the lyrics sort of represent who I am. Hmm. Are there any situations that maybe make you feel stressed? Uh, sort of like <laughs> today. Like being on the radio a bit, it's a bit, it makes me a bit anxious, but... Fair enough. Um, on an average day, like when you wake up and just when you're going through the day, what does it feel like to you? Um, it's not that bad because usually I'm with, out with my friends when I'm at school maybe. Uh, I try to stay away from people who don't like me. Why don't why do you think these people don't like you? Uh because they sort of make fun of me because I'm different and uh I'm neurodivergent. What makes your friends different and like how are they and why are they nicer to you than the bullies? Uh they seem to be like uh more chill and like on my level. Um and they're just like, they're funny and sort of just keep me calm. So, how does your family help? Uh, my family usually just supports me by like sitting down and talking to me about ways they can, like, I can do better. Like, maybe, I don't know, just like talking to me when I don't feel happy. What would they maybe like talk to you about? Is there like any specific memory or something that would they? talk to you about uh they just sit and like say things like you're doing well and just like try make me happier and less stressful less stressed um so when you're in school maybe sometimes you'll lose focus what do you do to help you focus if maybe your mind starts to wonder uh maybe uh usually i'd talk to like i'd ask my friend what we're doing or maybe I'll ask the teacher 
and that'll usually just sort of help me get on with my work. Do you think... Oh, sorry. Um, do, how does that help? Uh, it sort of just get... This It just sort of tells me what I'm doing and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because usually when I get distracted, it's because I don't know what I'm doing. Do you think that maybe getting distracted has ever, like, hindered progress with learning and, like, coming towards your GCSEs? Yeah. Uh, it's, it, like, one of my subjects I've not been doing very well because it's just I can't really focus in it. It's quite hard. Um, But then the... So, the songs, um, <laughs> subjects that you picked for your GCSEs, uh, what were they and why did you pick them? Uh, I picked art because I know I enjoy and I enjoy being creative. Uh, and it's just like sort of right up my right up my alley. What else? Uh, IT like computer science, because I enjoy like gaming and I wanna like maybe make a game when I'm older. Do you like any other subjects? Uh. Not really, those are like my two favourite subjects and the ones that I mainly wanted to do. What's your favourite part of art? Is it like drawing, painting, collage, etc? Sort of the idea, like just coming up with ideas for it. Like, because you won't be able to make something without the idea of it in the first place. And I feel like that's where the creativity comes from. Are you confident towards your results in art and computer science? Do you think that you'll get good enough results? Uh. Maybe I hope so because I feel like if like making a game, you have to do designing, and that's it. Well, if you believe you can, and then you might be able to. That's all for today. Thank you guys for tuning in, and that's a thank you to Bailey and to thank you to my host Amos. It's no problem. And thank you all for tuning in. The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you. I live inside my own world of make-believe. Kids screaming in the cradles, profanities. Screaming, please don't leave me. Dragos is from the Czech Republic. 
He has a degree in criminology, but was unable to get a job in his home country. bisexual and that's the reason why he couldn't get many job opportunities in his home country so he moved to the UK he moved to Hare Hills in Leeds he does not have a driver's license, so he can only use a bike for transport. He loves the cultural diversity of Hare Hills, which reminds him of home. He misses his family, who are all still in the Czech Republic. Hello, and today we'll be interviewing Kregos, all the way from Czech Republic in the studio. Um, hi, I'm Mimi, and I'll be interpreting for Kregos. What was it like leaving your own country, knowing that you might never come back? Um, it was scary because, like, I'm leaving the place I grew up in and the place that I've like that I've known for so long, and I'm leaving all my like friends and family, knowing that I might never see them again. Why did you choose the UK? Why is it like in another country? Um, I chose the UK because I heard that it was like the place of opportunity and a place that you could go to be yourself and like that you wouldn't have to worry about people judging you or like what people think of you and that you could do whatever you want because like pre prejudice isn't like it's not legal here. Uh, do, you uh, do you feel free in that country? Um, I feel free in this sense like of that I can go out and get like a job and I can like be myself but also I feel alone because I, I don't understand English and I struggle to make friends and I struggle to communicate with other people. How do you feel living in Leeds? Um, honestly, it's been really difficult. Um, obviously, like I said, I, I can't speak English, so I struggle to like communicate with other people. And then I, I also don't have like a lot of money and like I struggle with like paying the rent where I live and um, I have to work as a delivery driver which is also very difficult because I have to like deliver food to people's houses but like I can't understand what they're saying to me. Why are you doing that specific job? Um, I'm doing this job because it like it doesn't require having to like talk as much as say 
a job in an office where like you talk to people all day and it's like all I have to do is go around and give like people their food and like I guess that's easier than having to like rush myself to learn English. Are you enjoy your job or you want doing something like another job? Um, I guess it's okay. Like I said, it, it helps me make money and like live. But I'd also rather work in like criminology. That's my real passion. But I was never able to get a degree um, due to the fact that I'm bisexual and that I couldn't get a degree back in my home country. Uh, how does your family feel about you? Um, for the most part, my family is, is supportive of me. My siblings are the best, and they love me so much. And I wish they could talk to I could talk to them more. But um, my mother isn't the most supportive. I think it's because she doesn't really understand, though. And I just wish that I could help her understand why I'm like this. Do you have any regrets since you moved to the UK? Um. Not really. Like, I've moved here so I could be myself and so I could live without worrying what people think of me or about discrimination. But then again, there is the regret of, like, not getting to see my family ever again. If you could, would you change anything in the world? Um, I'd probably understand the way that, like, people think of, like, people like me who are, like, bisexual. So then I wouldn't have ever had to, like, leave my home country and move to a country where I don't understand a lot of the things that happen and I don't understand the language and I struggle to live. And to finish, how do you feel about yourself now? Um... I guess I feel good because I can finally be myself and even though I struggle to, with understanding English I've still made friends with people like we don't understand like each other when speaking but we understand each other like personality wise and we like and we get along and it, I guess it's great to like have that there and have people to support me. Thank you very much Craig Rush it was very nice to meet you. So we have the rest of the team back in the studio now and we're going to be having a conversation about voices. Uh, to me, uh, to have a voice, it means to be heard and people taking what you're saying and maybe do have action on what you've said. Yeah, um, like when I first joined chap, I first went live to the whole world and um, basically, I, I felt like the whole world was listening to me and I could just make a change of the world. Um, things that can give you a voice is uh, things such as uh, confidence or like a platform to do it on. Do you think someone without an education could have a voice? What do you think, Johan? Um, I think... Uh, because of society and the way that the society works, probably not because uh, nowadays you have to be smart and actually know what you're saying to have uh, a voice. Mm. So, um, so, for example, people from different backgrounds um, having a disability, as I say all the time, it can affect how much voice and influence you have because people, they, they see you and they just think that you're like not able to do anything for yourself. I also just think that like you're not able to speak for yourself as well because there's been a number of times where I've been in situations where people have spoken to people around me instead of me myself. 
As in, if you don't know a language, you can't uh, go a voice because uh, people don't understand you. Yeah. And, and if they don't understand you, can you tell them what you want? Uh, no, actually. Oh, so, picture this. Little Amos, he's in year one. He still has short hair, but he's still as blonde, right? He gets nominated for student council and he's on top of the world. But then when he arrives at the first meeting, really excited, um, he like feels like he's contributed a lot, but nobody's really paid attention to him. Nothing he said got written down on the A3 piece of paper. The year six kids and the year five kids got loads to say. But I feel like I didn't get my voice heard, which is a bit strange because student council, the whole point of it is that like everybody gets their voice heard. However, um, I left that meeting a bit sad. Um, I have tried to sign up for the student and council, but I never got to do it. And um, when I actually did try, I just it, like make my voice heard. No one actually listened to me when I was little. I I agree with what Emily just said because like for a good few years in primary school, I tried um to sign up for um school council, but I never got chosen. But there's kind of a positive to this because I'm now I'm a class rep for my course. I don't know why I got chosen, but yeah. Even though you might say something, there's a very high chance they don't even take that into account or listen to it. Like if it's like a problem to do with like maybe the students' accessibility to things, they usually don't do anything, and maybe they might even do like something that doesn't help. Well. Like, if you say you um, try to get somewhere into, like, I don't know, like, to try and speak about issues at school or somewhere, um, if, say, no one, like, votes for you, because, like, you have to be voted in, apparently, um, then you're not going to get your voice heard, even though you might have things to say, and but people don't like you, so you're not going to get your voice heard. It's complicated because, so, like, to an extent you could say, yeah, everybody, like, gets represented because there's people from each year. But, like, the people are voted in. So, like, if somebody that's really popular with loads of friends that, but, like, they don't necessarily, like, want to do it, they just want to show off how popular they are and get voted in, they're not going to bring much to the table and, like, actually improve school. Maybe they'll, like, make it a bit better for themselves. But in the long run, they're not going to make it better for, like, the whole school, um... Whereas somebody that's like actually got ideas and wants to join student council or whatever, they feel like they can bring something to the school. Their voice might not be heard because like they're not a popular kid who goes out road men in on the weekends. Um, do you think there are people in your schools that are not represented, whose voice are are not heard at all? The dinner ladies. People sort of look down on them, like students, like sort of look down on them because they're just like, oh yeah, they're dinner ladies, they cook and they serve us food and then they go. But it's like they have a job and it's like they work at the school and some of them have worked there for like longer than any of us have been alive. And it's just like it feels unfair that people like talk down on the dinner ladies just because they're like dinner ladies. What does it mean not to have a voice? When you feel like you haven't been heard or that maybe you've said something and it hasn't been acted upon. Maybe like an old person because they might not have access to things that lo that maybe could allow them to have a voice like social media and things like that.
dear brother, I'm at the airport at my favourite restaurant. I'm going to the UK to get a job and maybe go to university. There's no point in trying to convince me to stay. Sorry, little sister. Dear mother, I have arrived a long, long way from home to England. It's scary here and I struggle to find a house to stay. I'll try to find a job to find food for the baby, but no luck. I could die if I don't get money. I can't find anyone willing to help. You may need to wish me luck. I just arrived in this new scary place called Leeds and I feel really unsafe and worried. Everyone is talking in a different language and I can't enjoy my favourite foods. I don't know anyone. I'm anxious about getting a job or I'll be homeless and left to starve. I hope I can find a job soon and I have to finish this letter off because there are some suspicious and shady people in puffer jackets approaching me. I wish I could go home and continue my fun, lovely days, but having been kicked out and sent to prison, you might be feel wondering and how did my golden angel sweet sugar pool go to prison? I decided one day I had to steal. I would never normally do that back home, no, but I was caught. Dear family, today I'm being judged in court, so I'm scared. I need some help because I cannot communicate much. I need some advice. I'm pounding with fear. What if I'm guilty? What if I'm let off scot-free? It's my first day in court and it's my first year in Leeds, but I seriously need help and support. I would like to apologise for my crimes. I thought it would be easy. I was mistaken. I am struggling to communicate, to talk, to explain. Thank you and sorry, your loving daughter. Dear Dad, I miss you back at home. It feels uh, good writing to you. I know it's hard. I have memories of our movie nights and pillow fights. I loved it all, all of it. Um, I, I tell everyone here about it. It makes us laugh. We wish we could have pillow, pillow fights. I promise them all I'll post a movie night when I get out. I'll be out in three weeks' time. I can't wait to see you again. Love your daughter. Dear sister, hello, there's something you should know. While I was in prison, I had a baby, your niece. After prison, I'm trying to change myself. Firstly, I'm learning English by taking classes. I have been able to make friends. I'm working as a cleaner and I'm saving up for my apartment and my kid. I sometimes see my friends, we message, we talk. But after being released, we live all over the country in different cities. I wish they could support me and my baby. understand this. I finished my application interview at a university. I'm hoping to get it. I'm also thinking about shoplifting tonight. I need some food. But what if I get caught? 
I had a bed and shelter in prison. It could go well. You know, my depression, uh, I hate talking about it. I could see all the old faces in prison, be of the same group again. It might just be easier than this. Bye-bye.